Rid it, dit to do, and welcome in to more important issues. It is Sunday, May 26th, Memorial Day weekend. What a great, what a great weather weekend was. I mean, to be honest, so the first time you can really, most pools are just now opening. Uh, most people in terms of uh, uh, the ability period to go out on the lake, but also the uh, time of year, first first chance to get on the lake. Can't ask for anything better. Oh, no. It's a little hot, sure. We'll get over that quickly, though. Yeah, get some sun. You know, you're, you're going to get burned. It's probably the first time you've been out in the sun. So you'll probably get burnt. Um, and then the, the coming weeks, then you'll be tan. Yeah, hopefully. absolutely. Well, Unless you're pale skin, then. Then you'll be like me, and you'll just burn for the whole summer, and uh, <laughs> you'll have to get over it. Yeah, I'm a little burnt. Back of my arms are pretty bad. Uh, the back's rough, but I'll I'll manage. You mean you slap it? No, thank you. Okay. No, thank you. I just see you. Um, guys, one, one thing we do want to kind of update you on, bear with us if the, uh, we maybe have some technical, technical difficulties, uh, or whatever may happen in the live show. We're trying some new stuff out every week. We talked about this. Um, we're just trying to bring you guys the best show possible. Um, so we're experimenting with some things and and just, we're trying to make the show better right now. So bear with us. Um, we may not get it today, but we'll eventually get it. Uh, so yeah, there's a great saying out there. Try a lot of stuff. Keep what works. I've never heard that saying, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like uh, a Clayton. Oh, okay. I there you go. That's why yeah. I've never heard it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just just bear with us. Uh, we will, you know, we'll do the best we can. Try to bring you guys the best show we can. And we just hope we can do that. Um, but that, that's really our only goal. So hopefully we can do that. Are you ready? Just jump right into it then. Let's get it. Uh, Tennessee baseball. Let's start off talking that because the good news is we talked about this last week. Um, I believe it was after the early would have been before the loss, but we're still playing baseball, which is abnormal. Yeah. So it's not abnormal, but it hadn't happened in the last few years. So we're regardless of what happened this week, we're excited. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee definitely wanted to, you know, stay in the SEC tournament a little bit longer, obviously. Um, but we're headed to the big one. Absolutely. The big dance. Um, so it looks like I saw a projection today where we are in the Chapel Hill Regional, um, which is about five hours away. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit closer, and then I, I Google mapped it real quick, and I was I was yeah. disappointed to find out how far away it was. Yeah, but I mean that's it's close enough where Tennessee will get some fans there. It's not like all the way in California where there'll be some Tennessee fans there because they travel everywhere, right? No and what? But I mean, five hours isn't going to completely turn me away from it. I'm going to yeah. think about it more. I right. thought it was more like three hours until yeah. I looked it up. So and then one had us. I think lastly one had us in Raleigh, which is right next to Chapel yeah. Hill, pretty much. And then another one had us in Greenville. Um, is the Louisville one still in play, or is that a no go now? Like, is that know, less so, likely? So I thought if we were a three seed, we would be kind of more in that Louisville. But it also had to do with Louisville and how good they did in their um, conference tournament. So I, I don't really know exactly. I think it, it really has to do with if we were a two or three seed. And a lot of people have us as a two right now, which is crazy because before the SEC tournament, they had us as a three. But now they have us as a two. And we that is so very weird. That is, that is kind of weird. But yep. um, Tennessee had some had some guys make some postseason awards. Um, Alex Solare was first team all SEC. Um, and Garrett Stallings was all defensive team and scholar athlete of the year. I think that's the second year in a row Tennessee's had the Scholar Athlete of the Year. I think Nika Masha won that award last year. And then to go along with that, he was SEC Pitcher of the Week um, last week yeah. after that um, great series at Ole Miss, which Ole Miss is beating the crap out of Vanderbilt right now. Yeah. I think it's 9-1 to in the SEC Championship. So just coming off of a loss to Tennessee, and then they make a run in the SEC tournament. Crazy. Right. It is. It, it just is. goes to show you that any team can be beaten, especially these SEC teams when everybody is so talented that anybody can be beaten on yeah. any given day. Oh, absolutely. And uh, just kind of go the in terms of our seating, just goes to show you how um, how good our uh, conference is. Yeah. So, so Tennessee. Let's kind of talk about that Auburn game. Um, pretty good game, I guess. You're right that it definitely felt. Like a Tennessee athletics event, you know yep. we they. You, you thought you had a chance to to go up in the in the uh, the bottom of the ninth, mm-hmm. and just I mean what, 
couple inches feet, feet couple, away. Yeah, a couple feet. So that I mean, that, that just enough to break your heart. Yeah. Just enough. So we, we struck first in the in the first inning. Um, we had the bases loaded. Only got one run out of it. Um, and then Auburn took a two-one lead after a two-out blooper um, behind second behind second base. Tricky Martinez wasn't able to get there. Jay Charleston couldn't get there as well. Um, just kind of hitting no man's land. And, you know, if Ricky Martinez makes an incredible play, it's an out. He didn't. Um, so, it, it just sucks. And we, and we thought that, as Tennessee fans, thought, oh, crap, that's going to hurt us later on. Yeah. And it did. Because we <laughs> lost by two runs. Um, and it was with two outs. And then um, Christian Scott walked, and then he – came all the way around to home on wild pitches. So the second wild pitch to third on a wild pitch and then all the way to home on a wild pitch. Um, so Tennessee had runners on um, second and third with no out, no outs. And luckily, Christian Scott was able to come in. Um, but Lipsius, Alex Solari, your, your best couple hitters, weren't able to do anything. They made a pitching change when Lipsius came up to bat. Um and then brought in another pitcher when Solari came up to bat. So Auburn had a good game plan, especially in that yeah. inning where it looked like Tennessee was going to tack on some more runs and take the lead. They just kind of shut that down, but we ended up tying it. Um, and then I think Garrett Stallings pitched an outstanding game. Three runs, um, five hits, I think five strikeouts as well. Um, so can't really blame him for anything. I feel like he pitched good enough to win. Right. I don't think we had – we didn't hit the ball very well at all. No, I mean, they, they had a sophomore pitcher, Auburn did, come in and yeah, he, he throw kinda, really good against us. He kind of shut us down. Six yeah. strikeouts and I think three or four of those were in a row too. Yeah. So just him ain't tough to play against yeah. as well. And they came in Seoul, took over four um, Garrett Stallings in the seventh, um, and he gave up a – a two-run home run, which was a bomb. Yeah, it was. And then Schultz came in. Um, Schultz does around 100 miles an hour at times. Couldn't find the strike zone. Only pitches five pitches that were all balls and gets pulled. And then Redmond Walsh comes in and has done what Redmond Walsh has done all year long and just yeah. shut people down. Yep. And then Zach Daniels in the ninth, pinched hit, hit a home run. He, he's got the power. I think his – you know, ability to kind of shorten his swing when he gets down in the count is kind of where he's at right now. He kind of struggles. He either it's it, if he gets a hold of it, it's going somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. not, he's probably going to strike out. <laughs> so um, he, he gets there. Go home right there. Yeah, he gets a a hold of one and towers it over the left field fence, and then um, so that makes it five to three. We get a runner on, and Christian Scott. Um, hits one to right, and you're like, holy – as soon as he hit it, I was like, bomb, bomb. They catch it at, right at the wall. Yeah. I mean, he was so – he got so close to the wall, he actually kicked the uh, bullpen door open. Yep. So. Very sad. Um, so, that, that was kind of the end of the game. I think we had – I think Jay Charleston struck out after that to, to officially end it. Um, but that was – after that Christians got out, you're just like, oh, well – it was a tough one, but uh, you said it best. It was exactly what it's like to be a Tennessee fan yeah. right now. So, um, definitely. But, but we're getting everybody healthy. Um, we're getting everybody rested. And you get another shot at it. We, we, I mean, we talked about you had to make it to the um, – I, I kind of want to mention this. We felt like at the beginning of the year this was your minimum. Yeah. Um, and it was similar to last year's expectations. The beginning of the year, that wasn't our expectation in 18. By the end, we were like, you have to make it. You're, you're a game away from making it. This year, you want to just be in Hoover, um, mm-hmm. and then you see what this team can do, and you're like, maybe win a game or two in Hoover. Yeah. So it wasn't an ideal way to exit, but I think when you put where this program should be in year two, where this program should be um, with the first year – or sorry, second-year coach and Tony Vitello, first head coaching job, you're impressed with where they're at. Yeah. Definitely would have liked them to grab that win and, and keep moving on because they, they could. You, they've shown they can do that, mm-hmm. uh, or they can they have the ability to do that. Um, but you know, you still get another chance. You you played well enough during uh, during the season that you gave yourself another chance in terms of the NCAA tournament. Um, and we talked about that earlier. I mean, just how exciting that is. Where we could be 
Um, hopefully a lot of Tennessee fans there. I mean, I know there will be a lot. I don't know why I said hopefully. But yeah. um, you know those fans are going to gonna support them. So. Yeah, and, and Tennessee is, like I said, projected to be a two seed. So, I mean, there, there's two teams in that regional that you're supposed to beat. Right. So you got to go in there and take advantage of that. Uh, I would like to think we could win the first game. It, it, and then that sets you up with – so if we're in the Chapel Hill, we'll face North Carolina probably – in that um, round if we win the first game. So, then I, I think you go get it because if you're able to beat North Carolina in that game, they got to beat you twice after right? to move on. So, you know, you got to win that first game. Um, and then, you, you know, you give, your ch- uh, give yourself a chance um, for that second game to go ahead and move on. And then the Super Regionals, you know, then, then it's a three-game series. It, it's just yeah. like any other weekend – it's a three-game series, you know, your best pitchers versus their best pitchers. Um, so, I think I think Tennessee's got a good chance to at least move on to the Super Regionals. Yeah. I don't see anybody that I'm just, like, so scared of outside of the SEC. Yeah, and uh, that, that SEC, you know, schedule that you face during the year definitely helps you, especially if you make it to Super Regionals mm-hmm. and you get a chance in, in more than just one game. Yeah, because, so. I mean – I'm sure there's a couple, but there's not just like dominant pitchers on Friday, Saturday, Sunday like there is in the SEC. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely an exciting time uh, as far as Tennessee uh, athletics go, Tennessee baseball goes. Um, very, very positive time. Tony Vitello and his staff have done a great job. The team's done a great job. Not to be overlooked, even though the exit, uh, early SEC exit, wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, still still very happy with where they're at um, and where they've come, how they've come along. Um you look in, it's speaking of kind of like where teams should be, the talk of the town has been where should Jeremy Pruitt be, where should you expect him to be? Yeah. That, so this, you had some an anonymous coach, right? We never knew the yeah, name. Yeah, we don't know the name. Who would you guess? Who would you guess? Because I, I well, feel like – I need to – do you have the exact quote on you? I don't have it. Um, but I, I would like to think it's somebody who's actually been at the program for five years. For uh, them to say that – that and maybe just been around football long enough to know how long it takes. And I'm going to assume worked with Jeremy Pruitt and knows the guys he recruits. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to think it's somebody on Georgia staff, maybe Alabama staff. Did it say head coach or did it just say coach? It just, I think it just said coach. So if, that's why I'm I not confident guess, it could be Kirby or Saban. I, I, I don't think know. it could be Jimbo Fisher. It could be Jimbo Fisher. For, I kind of forgot he was in the SEC. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's someone who's worked with him. And I think you someone who's seen him recruit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree with him. We made the bet. The bet's still in play for me. Uh, if we win the SEC in the first, the sorry, the SEC East. That's how little low, like that's how low my expectations are for the program. It's not a knock on um, Jeremy Pruitt. It's you know, it's not even really a knock on our team. It's just I think it's tough to stay, uh, you know, the depth wise. Yeah. Um, it, it's tough that you know these aren't your guys in terms of when you look at the staff. But uh, if they win the SEC East in, in year one or year two, this would be year two, I'll shave my head. Ooh. So I'll go Pruitt bald. Pruitt bald. Pruitt bald. Like, and I'll do it on the uh, in the parking lot of um, of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That, that's my only stipulation. We're like 90% of the Tennessee coaching staff bald. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will definitely be in uh, Mercedes-Benz or in Atlanta outside of Mercedes-Benz tailgating for the championship game when that happens. Dang. So Florida just – And then – Tennessee. Yeah, know. they did. Um, yep, yeah, bottom of the eighth. Um, but, yeah, I'll be – that's softball, by the way, uh, in the Super Regional uh, this weekend. But um, after Tennessee – sorry, I'm getting off track. But Tennessee clawed back last night to yeah. grab a win to stay alive and then an unfortunate loss this afternoon. I'm sure our friend – was it Sam Smith on Twitter? He was trolling Brian Rice last night, I saw. So, I'm sure he'll have something to say about it. Oh, was he? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. But um, – yeah, and then I'll, I'll be bald and crying when Alabama or A&M or LSU beat the tar out of us and, yeah. in, in Mercedes-Benz. Put some sunscreen on that head. I won't have to. It's, it's, it's shaded. And it's December, so we're good. So, okay, so how long do you have to go prove bald? I think, if I remember right, I think I said a year. But, I mean, I think I'd just probably just shave it and then just let it grow, I guess. Grow back out. Yeah, I don't okay. care. Um, I may like the bald look. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you might. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can pull it off. If there's you pull not. It off, you know, do your thing. Right. I, I don't disagree. If you can pull it off, go for it. 
looking as far as, um, but yeah, I mean the five year build, I, I agree. Um, now I'm not saying you should start showing progress in year five. So, so what is, I mean, what is, what does it take to get to a rebuild? I guess is my question. What do you like? Are you like, what are you, are you saying? What would a rebuild success be? Yeah. Like where, where does that top out at? Um, I mean, I think it's very, you know, you got to look at, I think it's where they were at versus where, where the team was at before you got there versus where they're at now. Um, but you also got to look at where the conference is at then where the conference is at now. Like there's no reason we really shouldn't be competing for the East this year. When you look at that. Okay. But we also shouldn't necessarily be expected to win the SEC when you look at the SEC teams West, yeah. as far as West goes. So you think a rebuild in a, for this team right now, a five-year rebuild is winning the East? At least once. So yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, at so least that, once. That's when you've hit and, and you need. I think, I think with the talent you have on this roster, and that's with the expectations, the offensive line drastically improves this year. You should be competing for the East, and competing with uh, for the East is just beating your South Carolina, uh, Kentucky. I mean, Missouri just scares me because they get Kelly Bryant. That's the only reason they scare me. But mm-hmm. you'd like to think Missouri, um, and then uh, who am I leaving out? Because Georgia and Florida, I think, are the teams that you can't guarantee wins. But you're saying Vanderbilt. We should beat Vanderbilt. Yep. Are the teams that you're saying those are the those are the guys you're probably competing for at the top? Mm-hmm. And Missouri maybe may replace Florida this year. With the way Florida's looking. I so, once we get back to where it's not Florida and Georgia and everybody else. Yeah. It's it's more of... But it shouldn't be Florida, Georgia, everybody else. It should be Georgia probably and everybody else. So, yeah. so what I count as a success this year is you're you're playing for a chance to play in the SEC tournament. Or SEC tournament. SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of each week since you played Georgia so early. Yeah. You, hopefully, either you beat Georgia... Um, or if you lose, some you expect someone else to beat Georgia, and you kind of beat everyone else. And I expect—I'm not saying—I know where realistically we're at um, in terms of like eight and four is a really good year right oh, now. Yeah. Not a really good, but a good year right now. But if when you just look at where the East is at, we beat Kentucky with that team last year. We beat Kentucky uh, with one of the worst teams in Tennessee history. Yeah, we, you beat Auburn, who wasn't terrible. They had some terrible games, all of us, but. When you look at that, that's I mean that's what football is, and that's what you can do. I mean you can win those games. Those are realistic goals, I think. Um, beating Vanderbilt's a very realistic goal. Beating Kentucky's very realistic. South Carolina very realistic. Missouri, I know I just said Kelly Bryant scares me, but I think it's very realistic. So uh, now you've I, left yourself Georgia and Florida right there, and Florida's very realistic this year, I think. I think with Kentucky losing who they lost, I think it's it's expected to beat them. Vanderbilt, the way we lost last year. I think it is very expected to beat them. Because I feel like if you lose to Vanderbilt in Neyland Stadium like that, yeah, a lot of people are going to be like, hmm, maybe we made the wrong decision. You can't lose to Vanderbilt this year. Yeah. You can't. I'm not saying go fire him, but, man, your seat's going to be red hot. And you should have you should have beat South Carolina, so I think it's expected to beat them. I don't think they're that good. No, I don't. I, I don't. They're, they're, I'd say the top three teams are in this order – well, I'm not gonna confidently say in this order. Georgia number one, and then after that, Missouri, Florida, hopefully us. Yeah. And then I mean, and I'm not saying Missouri and Florida should beat us. I don't. I don't confidently say that either. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't put money on it. No. <laughs> but I mean, I think you expect Garantano to improve. You expect the offensive line to improve. We know the talent we have at receiver. You know the talent we have at running back. Or we'll get into that if you don't know. Just stick around. Yep. Um. You you know the talent you have. Uh returning in the secondary linebackers. You just built depth with talent. Um, defensive lines, a question mark, but I think the talent is there mm-hmm. if it's developed pr- properly. Yep. I think it's there. And the um, offensive line is, it's a question mark, but I think there's potential there. Kind of the same thing. You built, yeah. you've added some more talent there. Yeah. There's young guys there. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. Yeah. The talent is there. You just got to maybe get it a little bit and, and hopefully than later. Yeah. And hopefully find some depth. Yeah. So it's it's a possible. I think this has potential to be our most surprising year of late. I think it comes down to, and a lot of people are talking about Garantano. I think a lot of it has to do with not just Garantano, but I think the whole entire offense. Yeah, and I think that's why you you knew that was a big question mark because your defense. I feel like with Pruitt um, and Ansley and, and the coaching staff you have 
on the defensive side of the ball, you know what you get. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to get some kind of production out of it. They're not going to be able to just score like – At they, will. Yeah, like they were a at Vanderbilt, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at Vanderbilt, it just looked like everybody quit. Yeah. Um, but on offense, you knew that was your question mark. So, I, you go and make a home run hire with Jim Chaney. Well, I mean, I guess hopefully. Right. I, but I'm with you, though. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of up to Garantano. Like, I mean, I feel like you at least, you've at least seen the minimum your Jim Chaney gives you in your offense. Yeah, I mean, with with Garantano, we, we talk about how he never turns the ball over. But you got to go score, too. Yeah. You can't just, like, punt. Right. And, and I think, hopefully, maybe trust the wide receivers more this year. Like yeah. in, like you did in the Auburn game. Mm-hmm. If you're going to... If you're going to throw it up, I feel like throwing it up to our wide receivers is not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I think going back to the offensive line, you know there's going to be struggles there, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be as bad. Right. Just hopefully there's some improvement. And then you know what you have there, so you kind of just have to like game plan around it. Right. If you have that much of a question mark, you kind of have to game – got to – force other teams to beat you some other way than, you know, just going right through the offensive line. Yeah, but it is tough because where it is – in the SEC, games are won in the trenches, so exactly. it's tough. Exactly, but I, I think that's, you know, Jim that's what Chaney's, sucks. Jim Chaney's yeah. going to have to – That's what sucks about your offensive line being your biggest question mark or and or your – I mean, I think your defense and offensive line are your mm-hmm. biggest question marks, and every former player we've talked about – or talked with, excuse me, and, and you know, we've echoed it, back, SEC games are one where – Offense and defensive line in the trenches, and we just we've got to get those things figured out first. But I don't think it's impossible for us to win the East this year. I don't think it'll happen. I don't, but I don't think it's impossible either. Yeah. Because like I said, you've got to look at where we were at and where we're at now, and then look at where the East was then. The East, where who's really dominant in the East? I don't even think you could say Georgia was dominant in the East this year. They probably get beat by Missouri if Missouri can catch. Yeah. So. I mean that, that's my only point, and we've got a long way to go. And um, I think eight and four would be a a fine year for Pruitt in a second year, especially with where we were at last year. Um, I you know I saw people tweeting about that, like, would you be happy with an eight and four year? And I'm like, how can you not at this point? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a complete flip of where we were at. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know what a, exactly a five year rebuild looks like. Um, but I, I think. I think year three is where you really start to find out kind of mm-hmm. where we're at. I, I think looking back, 2016 was a very uh, – oh, what's the right word? Just like a warning signal for kind of what we should have known about. Like how we started and how we finished. We should have yeah. been like, yep, that's it. We shouldn't have had to wait around until 2017. But unfortunately, you kind of do have to wait around because um, it's just the way the world works. But it, it definitely was a, uh, a beacon to let us know. This is definitely what's going to happen. We need a change. Yep. We, and, we, and not just that. They needed a change bigger than the football program. There needed to be yeah. a lot of changes on campus for – and it, and it wasn't just – the football program puts out, off the most exposure and everything like that. So, of course, people are going to notice it a lot more when the football program is struggling. But when you have about every other program struggling mm-hmm. – that's when you're like, oh, maybe we should make a change. It's tough. It's tough for sure. But they made the change, and then they had to make another change. <laughs> yeah. Because what's Tennessee Athletic without at least one failure? Yeah. At least minimum. We, we love the searches. Yeah, for sure. We love coaching searches. Especially uh, wha- wacky, is that the right word? I don't know. Wacky. Wild me? ones? I don't know. Something like that. Is that what John Curry called us? Uh, No, what did he call us? Just wacky. It wackos. Wacky. Yeah, that's wackos. it. Wackos. That's what it was. So the wacko search, for yeah. sure. Um, let's look at – you want to talk about running backs because you said everybody's talking about quarterbacks, but that's not the – that's not what you want to talk about. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something different. We're a little different here. Also, I said it – people are starting to catch on to what I said about Garantano. I'm going to talk about quarterbacks one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah, They're like, I don't care about all this vocab that the quarter, some random quarterback coach is using on – Twitter to describe Garantano like dovetail kick five step drop with a oh my god Peyton Manning's fourteen year old nephews throwing those games in live action throwing those balls in live action live make them in games he make them in games what was that what was that show Turtle Man 
I never watched Turtle Man. It was like Call of the Wild Man, but it, he went by Turtle Man, I think. Oh. Never watched it. You never have? No. I watch good TV shows. You missed out. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about the running backs. I think last season, you saw the struggles at running back, and not really with the running backs, but it was kind of the offensive line had a lot to do with it. Um, a quarterback had a little bit to do with it. We couldn't really run the ball. We couldn't really pass the ball at times. So it, it just, for whatever reason, it just did not work out. But you, you saw um, Ty Chandler and Tim Jordan take the bulk of the carries. They kind of had that duo. Um, and you thought Tim Jordan, after um, Ty Chandler kind of got hurt in that West Virginia game, that Tim Jordan was the guy because he had over 100 yards. He looked good. He looked um, good several times this year. Yeah. Um, so you, you definitely have those two, and then you have other guys that have proved that they can handle some carries. And have Banks and uh, Phils and me have they settled in anywhere? Like, are they they're running backs? They as, as of right now they as are of right now because running backs. Jerry Banks did hop back and forth at the beginning of spring practice, right? Phils right. and me though back. was he running back the entire so spring practice? Hurt. He had knee surgery, maybe okay. or some kind of surgery. Um, gotcha. But he is. At running back as well. Okay. I mean, look at all that depth and talent. And then you add a freshman um, who looks like he can be quality uh, in Eric Gray. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best backs Tennessee High School has or Tennessee um, has ever had in high school. Yeah. It's a crazy amount um, of yards, touchdowns, um, just setting records. So, I mean, you will, and he was a big get for Tennessee out of, out of the Memphis area. Um, so, you hope that he can come in and contribute. But is there room for him? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely tough. Um, he's, you've, I've watched him run the ball, you know, as many times as everybody else, and he looks impressive. And, but I mean, yeah, you got to, you got to add that in. Is is there, and it's not like he's somebody you could, you know, stick in the slot and hopefully make plays there if he is talented. You've got a lot of guys there that are talented too. Yeah. So, it's definitely, Spreading the wealth is going to be something of uh, something that's going to be tough. The good news is Jim Chaney's proven that he just wants to get the ball in playmakers' hands. That's kind of his only his main goal. And and that that brings me to my first point. I think Ty Chandler is definitely your probably best playmaker on this offense. Yeah, um, he has home, just, yeah. home run threat ability. Um, he can break tackles. He has great power for how like small he actually is. And, and he's got that good mixture of he's quick. But he also has a ton of speed when he can when he needs to break away from guys. Yeah. So he he can really he's got he's got a lot of good speed and space. That that was my only knock on Alvin Kamara is I feel like he always got caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd get away from people for a minute and then. Yeah. I don't know. It's again. It's probably that Tennessee moment though. You're like, oh, just an inch away. <laughs> so, <laughs> the pick Howard. Yeah. Play that. that oh, God. I say the Tennessee, um, the first play of the West Virginia game is the most Tennessee play ever. But I'd like to think it's the Pig Howard one where he was just so close. The Pig Howard one definitely has to compete with, yeah, with that for like worst moment ever. Yeah, but I, I think the the West Virginia one of us getting tackled and sacked on the first play of the game after so much hype was around this team that it was just oh that kind of summed up like the whole co- coaching <laughs> search and um, Butch Jones era. That that was kind of it. To a T. Yeah, definitely a, definitely a tough pill to a swallow. power T, if you will. <laughs> definitely a tough pill to swallow. Um, that was like the most deflating thing ever. You talked about the energy around it. Mm-hmm. That sack was just, ugh. It was, it was yeah. not fun to, not fun to watch. Not well, Phil Zemiga got a couple carries last year and looked good. Um, yeah. He's, he's very fast. Jeremy Banks looked like, Looks like a back that can give you that, those short yardage we just, runs. We just need him to hang on to the ball. And I think a lot of his was he was trying to make plays. Yeah. So it's hard to fault a guy when he's trying to do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, if he can hang on to the ball, he he changes his game a lot. So And he just has that passion about him. Like, right. you you just love the guy. And you, you hope every touch he has is a touchdown. Right. Because he, he just brings so much passion. He brings that Juwan Jennings-esque yeah. to this team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's a dog. He is a dog. He's a dog. Dogs gotta eat. So, so what? What's your prediction on how the the depth chart will be? You know, what like how the running carries? backs will will look? Yeah, I mean, I think you you at least game one, Georgia State, Todd Chandler's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. Um, and I 
I kind of expect Tim Jordan to be that uh, number two guy. After that, I think it's really up in the air. Um, you know, maybe Phil me gets gets those looks as the third back because he's older and he did run the ball good several times. If Jeremy Banks figures out um, how to hang on to the ball, I mean, the man runs as hard as you can, and he is big. And he's really not much bigger than the other guys, but he plays so big. Um, so I think if he kind of figures that out, I expect him to be the third. Um, and then I don't think you can leave Eric Gray out of the conversation. But do they look to redshirt him if those four guys are good and help give you a lot of help? It's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. But everything you've heard about him, um, everything you've seen from him, it's tough to redshirt a guy that good. So I, know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it gets spread out. Um, I don't. Your running back core, though, is going to be really good this year, however you spread it out. What about you? Who do you have getting the bulk? I, mean, I think I have sort of the same thing. I think you have Ty Chandler and that Tim Jordan duo again. Um, but I think Ty Chandler is definitely your workhorse. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to ride him as long as he can. I I want to see Jarrett, like like I said, but I want to see Jeremy Banks get carries because I think yeah. he brings back kind of that, that old-school Tennessee running back that we used to have. Yeah, I, I think if he – Again, figures out the turnover issues. I think it's it's very different. I think he is he may even kind of slot up into that Tim Jordan and kind of split carries with Tim Jordan at the two. Yeah, I mean, I think if you Jeremy uh, Jeremy Pruitt worked with Nick Saban long enough that uh, he's not actually going to give the ball to one running back. Um, Jim Chaney, he was at Georgia, um, and they spread the carries out. He also is a guy like I just mentioned. Wants to get the ball in playmakers' hands, and he may have to find creative ways to do it, but he's going to try to do it. And it was evident last year that they wanted to get the ball in Jeremy Banks' hands. Unfortunately, he gave it to the other team a lot, right. and they right. were forced to not give him carries. But you know, it's it's evident that they like Jeremy Banks and what he kind of brings as that bigger back um, to get you that short yardage to be able to win it at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, moving on to some less serious stuff. Uh, if you've been watching the NBA Finals, I guess this has kind of been going on for a while. It started with Sophie. Well, no, I'll take it back. It started with the Tennessee offensive line, the Tennessee Titans offensive line, mm-hmm. two years ago, seventeen yeah. in the Stanley NHL. Cup playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with them, uh, either one just chugging a beer, or two, um, I guess funneling it out of a catfish's mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. So, um. And then Sophia Turner chugging wine, I guess. Yeah. On what game was she at when Sheesh. she did that? Sheesh. I don't know what game she was at, but that that one picked up a lot of – that was right in the middle of Game of Thrones. So right. it picked up a lot. Um, and then, of course, Aaron Rodgers, Game of Thrones Extra, and NFL MVP this week. I love that they put that first. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Whoever's running that – Yeah, uh, let's, let's – Whoever's running that, Jumbotron has a nice sense of humor, doing a, doing a real grand job. So, David – Back to Ari. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. Ooh. Speaking of that, I was about to say. Speaking, speaking of that. Let's see if you can right now. <sighs> Guys, good news. Tennessee got a, what is he, 7'1", seven, 7 foot? Yeah. 7, seven foot. Uh, Sonny, he is a transfer from Arizona State. We, I think we talked about uh, I just don't think we pronounced his name, but I think we talked about it. But now you, you've got this. I believe in you. <sighs> I had it. I oh, had it. Tom's. I did have it. Tom's gonna be disappointed in you, man. Tom is gonna. It's Urosh. Plavsic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Uros Plavsic. There you go. I, I think that's. I mean, if that's not it, that's Uros Plavsic. The closest any of you East Tennessee people are gonna get. Yeah. So I killed that. And Landon's as East Tennessee as it comes. Yeah. So backwoods, losing service at my own house. That's where I come from. Wait, what was that second Ooh, part? That sounds like a Kenny Chesney song. That, w- that is a Kenny Chesney song. Well, I know, but... <laughs> what did you say? The second part? Um, backwoods, um, losing phone service. Oh, losing phone service. I didn't know what you said. Okay. Gotcha. Back yeah, Back Where I Come From is like one of his most popular songs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the Boys of Fall. Dude, I used to... I, bet, I think Boys of Fall is terrible now that I've actually listened to it, but when it first came out, I was like, oh, this song slaps. A slap. <laughs> <laughs> got more slaps than the Beatles. Do you have more slaps than the Beatles? I don't get that joke either. I'm sorry. Huh? What's that joke? It's it's in a Drake song. Oh, okay. He's like, I got more slaps than the Beatles. Interesting. 
Do you think Drake would have more slaps than the Beatles? Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The Beatles are a pretty good band, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but we're going to talk about athletes that uh, – I mean, who do you think could outchug Aaron Rodgers? It's not LeBron James because he can't drink beer apparently. Well, he can he can outchug him in wine. It's not impressive. Sheesh. White women can outchug Aaron Rodgers in wine. In wine? Yeah. You think you could have you been wine? to have you been to Sunspot's wine night? Some yeah. of those girls. I know, but could you chug wine? Do I look like a middle aged white woman? <laughs> <laughs> or college? So I mean, white what woman? kind of wine are we talking about? Are we talking about cupcake I wine? I don't know. About, um red wine, white wine. Whatever LeBron James drinks, I guess. I mean that's he's probably like a top shelf guy. I mean, sure. yeah. I I was just saying I mean, he couldn't good. It's not like you don't have to white knight everything about LeBron James. It's okay. I mean, like that's that's really as it comes to drink wine. Sheesh, sheesh. Yeah, I like I, I hate on him for that. <laughs> now, if I wanted to go out and and just drink wine, I'd hit up LeBron James and be like, "Yo, LeBron," because you know we're on those terms. So, right, you have his number out and go to Sunspot on the strip, and he would come because <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> But who you got? Because I've got the entire Tennessee Titans offensive line. Anyone on there, easy. I feel like Taylor Lewan would try to fight me. Oh he, yeah, he would just see you and be like, like just whatever he yelled what? at. Yeah, like you can't. He's the type of guy who you can't like look at him wrong. No, definitely you can't. No, you can't look at him. Period. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I, I thought you were somebody I knew. <laughs> I'm not. Who did Josh Norman? I was like, who did he just like randomly go up and try to start fighting after the game? Yeah, just how, like how often would they interact on the field? Ever? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> he tries to fight him after the game. Like they they might have interacted once, maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> Josh Norman's definitely not going to help in the run game. So, no. oh, it's ridiculous, man. Um, so so David, back to Ari, um, chugs two beers. Points to Aaron oh, Rodgers. Two. I didn't know it was two. Yeah, he gets one, and then he's like, let's go, and he gets another one. He had backup ready. He probably took the girls beside him, but whatever. <laughs> um, the man's from – he went to Colorado, so I'm sure that man has had some practice drinking and, and probably other uh, recreational, recreational activities. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> Actually, I don't think it was legal when he was there. No, I mean uh, – but he, he? he just looks like a guy who probably does. How old is he? He's yeah. It's he graduated in thirteen. Yeah, yeah. He's so right around there. Okay. Because remember that big joke? I guess it was in two thousand thirteen. I mean, he so. probably goes back home. But you know that big joke of uh, when Washington and Denver, not Washington, Seattle and Denver played in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was like Washington and Denver, or, uh, Colorado legalized weed, which brings a whole new meaning to Super Bowl. It's the dumbest joke ever. But it was that year. That was 2013, wasn't it? The Weed Super Bowl. When Peyton got absolutely demolished. Yeah. Talk by Seattle. That was a bummer. Time. That was terrible, too. Um, but, yeah, so he, he chokes two, points to Aaron Rodgers, challenges his quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers can't even finish, like, half a beer. <laughs> dude, I want you to watch. You guys can't see this. I'm sorry. But I want Landon to watch this rugby play real quick. Because this dude absolutely demolishes a guy. This is great. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this with us. Why did he even try to tackle that man? I don't know, but he just obliterated him. Oh, my God. Someone called DCS. <laughs> just abuse a child. He is. He's like a foot yeah, smaller no. now. Yeah. You got to go, like, real low there. He thought, like, waist was low enough. No, 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 no. You got to go, like, ankle tackle. But, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers couldn't chug a beer. Very disappointing. Because I like Aaron Rodgers, but I was kind of like let down by his... Inability. Anybody that is like that willing to not talk to their family for years at a time, I, I can get behind. Because if you can't chug a beer, you probably shouldn't be drinking that kind of beer anyway. Because you're probably just sipping on it. Right? And it's getting old and yeah, warm. Raggedy. Yeah. Which may, reminds me, if you go out on the lake and drink this weekend, you got to drink fast because you don't want warm beer. But then Christian Yelich, he chugged one. It was like a three, four. Yeah, it's kind of weird that that's become like a new thing, like panning on athletes at like games. And like chug to chug a beer, kind of weird. I mean, it's, I guess it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, that man it's had to watch the next day. Did he really? Probably. See a pitcher. He probably played the game before. Did I mean no. do it for a week? No, he's a he's like leading the MLB in home runs right now. Oh, well, keep doing what you're doing, then, man. Yeah, keep chugging beers. Yeah, 
for sure. Hey, before we get into our of the weeks, I want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. Ooh, I'm I'm not. You're not done. I well, want to talk. I want to talk about like what athletes we would see like that'd be probably best at chugging a beer. I said the, t- the entire Tennessee Titans offensive line. Okay, everyone. So I would go probably with. I mean, Gronk is a given. Yeah, I I feel like David Bakhtiari and Gronk should be like best friends. They just look like yeah guys who. Dude, would, I bet CC Sabathia could slam one. I he's like Chad. <laughs> He probably would. So, yeah, Gronk and David Backyard, just dudes being dudes. Just guys being dudes. But I think J.R. Smith. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a video of him. I think it's J.R. Smith. He's pouring it on the grill. Was he not just drinking straight whiskey out of the bottle at the Cleveland Indians game? It's probably just a 40. Like, I can <laughs> see that man just walking down wherever he's at, just chugging a 40. I mean, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I mean – he doesn't even know who's winning the basketball game. Said, <laughs> That's also true and accurate. I thought we were ahead. <laughs> oh my god, you're an idiot. I want to know what like what he really like replied to LeBron with when LeBron like grabs him and he's like, like what, That's are what you he doing? said? Is that what he said? Yeah, he's like, I thought we were ahead. Then you're an idiot. <laughs> Jeez, like this is playoff basketball. It's not like you're playing. And you're the... getting pa- and, and you're getting paid a lot of money to yeah. be wrong there. It's not like you're playing the Phoenix Suns in. December, and it wasn't like a mistake. You just like missed a shot or something. No, you're just an idiot. Yeah. So I feel like he. he could, I feel like Babe Ruth would slam some beers. Anybody probably, in anybody in that era? Yeah, probably in the dugout. Like where, uh, like there's athletes nowadays that like you know they become vegetarian, take care of their bodies. They're like, uh, hey, you know, make sure you guys take care of your body this week. Drink at least uh, you know two six packs of Bud Heavy, and you'll be good to go. Drink that's just athlete, that's athletes back then. Yeah. Like that picture of that quarterback drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette at halftime? Just athletes back then. Yeah, science. Men among, men among men. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, science said that that was the thing to do back then. And it was. It certainly um, was. So, yeah. certainly was. Took away the pain. That's right. Now, Landon inter- rudely interrupted me. Yeah, go for my bookie. <laughs> Sorry, my I mean, bookie. Let me tell you guys about my bookie. They're an awesome sponsor of this show. And uh, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. And usually it's what team to bet on. Truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you do, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they're the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. Their mobile site's easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, but only if you use the promo code ISSUE. That's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Don't forget to use promo code ISSUE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, my bookie's awesome. Tennessee uh, is in the process of legalizing uh, online sports betting, so take advantage of it. My bookie's awesome. I use them all the time. They uh, haven't stolen a lot of money from me yet. Uh, Just kidding. I've actually won some money. You're ahead, right? I am no longer ahead after March Madness. Uh, I'm not. But Hmm. I'm not down a ton because I was ahead for a minute. Uh, But, yeah, you guys use them. They're awesome. I use them all the time. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Uh, Create an account with your friends. And bet together. It's fun like that, too. And if you want to go to the games, I have a sponsor for you. And that's our friends at SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot, great deal. Yellow dot, good deal. Red dot, not so good deal. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two beers on them. That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your total ticket purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Guys, go check them out. Yeah, go check them out. Go check out both of our awesome sponsors of this show. Um, and uh, definitely patronize those businesses. Uh Let's jump into our of the weeks. Of the weeks. Stupidity is an epidemic. Ooh, there's a time. It certainly is. I've got one. Uh, Chris Broussard or Kevin Durant. I don't know. We, I don't think we ever saw screenshots, so we don't know. 
Um, but Chris Broussard was on Undisputed and pretty much just had this long spiel about how him and Kevin, uh, you, you know, um, they text all the time and, uh, they're, you know, they, he's like talking about all the things they share, like personal relation or personal things, uh, things about their faith, basketball thing, like all this stuff. And then Kevin Durant tweeted at him and said, uh, cap, 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 cap. You don't have my number, man. So then Chris Broussard tweeted back and said, IG, DM, Twitter, DM, text. It's all the same thing nowadays, dude. Don't act like I'm lying. I think we're going to need to see some screenshots. Someone's lying. Yeah. Who's lying? Who do you think? Let's, 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 who's lying? New segment. Who's lying? <laughs> who's lying? Is it I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, I'm going to take Katie. Surely no one's bold enough to hop on, like, ESPN and be like, yeah, we text all the time. Like, someone famous like that. We take like they, they you know is gonna see the show. Who uses main? It's it's M A N N N N N. I don't know how how would you say that man. It's like it's man. There's no e. There's no e. But I feel like that's man. Man. I feel like that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Okay, that's a little bit better. I thought it was main. I'm like no no no. It's like man. Who is using main? No. Like the state, like the worst state, and it's not the worst state. I've heard it's really pretty. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going. I'm going. KD. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Or, he, or Chris Broussard thinks he's DMing one of his uh, what he thinks is one of KD's burners accounts, but turns out it's not actually KD's burner account. That could be it. Yeah, KD's probably lying. He's a liar. <laughs> no one likes KD anyway. He's about to leave the Warriors because they're better off without him. I said it. I don't think they're. I don't think they're worse. No, nah, they're not worse with them. But, but I think. They They're, play better together. They don't lose as much when he's like they don't lose anything when he's gone. That's yeah. for sure. Yep. My first one is yes, Connor Hughes. He says rookie Jets linebacker Blake Cashman just licked off Trevor Simeon. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think he meant to say picked off, but I, he said licked off. You never know um, nowadays, man. You never know. Yeah, so the Jets, kind of weird. I don't know what y'all are doing in OTAs, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't sound like a great time. Or it's, it sounds like a great time for Trevor Simeon, I guess. But Maybe. maybe. He's into that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, you just never know. Yeah, so NFL getting weird. Yeah. It's that time of the year. It's the only thing that can keep him in, keep him in business here. Yeah. You got a uh, most important of the week? Or you got any more stupidities? I have one more. You got one more stupidity. The Wall Street Journal mm. said the Warriors would not be a dynasty without Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, and Kevin Durant. That's. I mean, hey, facts, facts, facts. It's correct. Just brain facts. Stupid because. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I mean, yeah, the Patriots wouldn't be a dynasty without Tom Brady, um, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Gronk, I guess, could be thrown in there. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez, R.P. <laughs> He's really hanging in there. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's just stupid. Why would you even, like, duh. They wouldn't have anybody on their team. Uh, You think? Yeah. No, that's that's a terrible. Just not, no need to tweet it. You don't need to tweet the obvious. Yeah. That That's bottom line. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tweet the obvious. Yeah, the Packers wouldn't be a team if. They weren't in Green Bay. <laughs> trying to think of any more. I don't have any more. Uh, none, none off the top of my head. Yeah. I no. think I'm done, too. I think that's all I got. I got some fails. You got some fails. I do. Have some Ooh, fails. I'm going to go first, just in case you have this one. Go get it. Uh, I, so, I t- found out it's probably not Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's not confirmed to be Trevor Lawrence. But uh, Dang uh, it, it's not. I, I don't know. I was just trying to figure it out, and no one was, like, saying for sure it was. Like, no one's like, hey, here's the Clemson quarterback looking like a moron. Sunshine. So our boy Trevor Lawrence tries to do. We're just gonna say it's Trevor Lawrence. Breaking news. You get it. You heard it here first. Um, he tries to shake slam bite at a pool and KOs himself. Which I, is it? Just maybe his arms are too strong for his body. Yeah. Or his head. Or they I, froze that beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually South Carolina fans like, like hey man, take this. <laughs> Concrete's in there. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a, like he collapses. It's like that one thing, um, what? that one story. People kept hitting this dude's trash can um, with their car, so he filled it up with concrete, and it just like totaled their car. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a good. 
what's worse? Peyton teabagging somebody or <laughs> Trevor knocking himself out with a beer? Oh, Trevor. For sure. <laughs> I mean, Peyton probably does not regret teabagging anybody. I don't know. He might. It's cost him some money. <laughs> He's like, here's the thing. I either couldn't do that and become and be, you know become a millionaire or you know I shouldn't have done it because cost him some money. Probably did. I'm. I don't think he's hurting for it though. He's definitely not hurting for it. He <laughs> was in East Tennessee this definitely week. Hurting for yeah. it. He's in East, he was in East Tennessee this week playing golf at Sweetens Cove. That's my man. Love that guy. Never met him. Great guy. Yeah. Fell the week. Fell the week. Did I take your the only one or no? I I don't know. Um. So Auburn. Auburn baseball after they beat, um, Tennessee. They play Vanderbilt, um, lose that game, and then play LSU. And it looks like they have the lead in the bottom of the ninth. And a pitcher, um, there's runner on second and third, one out. Pitcher does a wild pitch. The runner comes in to score from home. The, uh, I think the first baseman picks it up. He, like, runs over there, dives, throws it past the catcher again. Yeah. And they score another run, and it's over. They lose... They threw the game, if you will. They just threw it. It's bad. Well, I mean, Ole Miss is still getting out of it here. I finally found that. It was that. an elimination game. I found where the Ole Miss player gets called safe, and he actually never – he doesn't touch the bag until after he's won, forced out at second, and then tagged. So he was out two different ways and was called safe. So it's pretty bad. Pretty rough. Sorry, I'm doing this again. You guys can look it up. <laughs> Just look up Old Miss on Twitter. You'll find it. Did they review this? I don't know. No idea. Surely. He's Surely. not even touching the bag. He's he, still not on the bag. He, after he, he, he touches it at the very end. He touches it. After he's already called him safe. That's terrible. It's very impressive. Uh, very impressive. Most important. Oh, so apparently it was not, either not reviewed or was reviewed not overturned because uh, Old Miss ended up scoring six in that inning. Mm. <laughs> so that's rough. Uh, most important. You can go first for this one. Most important. Toronto Raptors going, winning their first conference title, and then heading to the NBA Finals. Heck where yeah. they will take on an arrested Golden State Warriors team. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, baby. The claw. Yeah, I Dude, mean, that's that's like going to be, what, 4-1 maybe, 4-0? He's, a, he's just a weird dude. Like, he, he's just so – I feel like he's a classic uh, pickup basketball player. Yeah. Like he's the guy you're like, yeah, he's on my team because he's going to hustle, so I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, He's good, but he's, like, not a celebrity good. No, I mean, he's I mean, he's somebody, signed by New Balance, for example. Yeah, somebody tweeted, he's like, Kawhi Leonard is the only player in history to destroy a whole entire conference with New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's true, also. Yeah. So that's, that's just fantastic. Um. I can't remember if I did this most important or not last week. I meant to. I just don't think I did. Lane Kiffin. He uh he's gonna stay apparently as a uh Vol Twitter I guess kind of representative. He is a he is Vol. He is. He tweeted He kinda um, has to be after he named his son Knox though, right? Yeah. Someone tweeted at him and said uh they'll always love him for the black jerseys and he tweeted thirty one thirteen and stagged tagged stagged tagged Steve Spurrier in it. So he stays trolling Spurrier, Florida, South Carolina too, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's funny. Steve Spurrier's at is Steve Spurrier UF, which is interesting. I mean, I know where he was famously coached at, but still. Yeah, yeah you went to South Carolina after that. And yeah, then weird. the Memphis. He wasn't at Memphis. No, he was at the Orlando Apollos. Yeah. 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 So, And then tweeted hashtag blackout. I don't know if that meant Lane Kiffin was blackout or if he was talking about the actual jerseys. Oh, he was definitely <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> Joey Freshwater at it again. Yeah, more most important. That's all I got. I've got, I I've got have, one. I have a question. Oh, okay. After yeah, no, let's ask, ask a question because this one's okay. Well, yeah. We'll... Um, so TWA at TWA one zero six seven two seven nine three. Great original. No one's gonna take that ad name. <laughs> it's it's so, very true. I like how he's original. He said thoughts on how Cheney and Ansley will change up or add their own take to the offense, defense, and predictions on who steps up. For both sides this year, 
I don't think the defense changes much just because that's either. Pruitt's baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think Chaney uh, – I think the offense looks very similar. Um, but I think you'll see the ball, you know, try to get into playmakers' hands more, you know, in, in more ways than one. Um, I think you'll see a lot of – and I don't know if it was the coach. I'm not going to say it's the coach. But I think this is something Chaney will push is a very, very physical offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they're gonna whiff, uh, they're gonna whiff trying. It's not gonna look like they're just getting blown by. Yeah, I think they'll. I think you'll get bodies on bodies, and uh, I'm excited for that. I mean, I, I think that physicality that Georgia had was a byproduct of uh, Cheney's offense. Yeah. So I, I think that'll be something to look forward to. I, I like how Cheney, like like you said, gets the ball to the to his playmakers, mm-hmm. but he also isn't afraid to give the ball to the hot hand. No. So, like, if you're running and it's working, he's going to keep doing it yeah, until you stop it. Right. And then that's what I like. I think during the West Virginia game, they're giving Marquez Callaway that five-yard hitch time after time, and we just stop going to it. I don't think he's one that if he sees something, he's going to take advantage of it. So, I like that aspect. I think with Ansley, um, I think he's a kind of a DB guy, kind of like Pruitt is. So, I, I would look for a lot more um, – DBs in the game, um, like five. Like we're not just going to be like four DBs in, in, in the game unless okay. it's like a short yardage situation, right? Um, okay. I, I think they're they'll play like five or six DBs, kind of similar to how they. If you watch the spring game, you had Flowers back there. You had Warrior, Balaam Buchanan, um, and then you had uh, uh, Bryce Thompson. Alante Taylor, and then you had guys that could come in, like D'Angelo Gibbs would come in and, and maybe blitz off the edge or something like that. I think he wants to give those cornerbacks um, kind of more into the run defense. Okay. Uh, that We've got the guys to do that, I think, too. Yeah. They're physical. So. I, I think we play athlete ball, which we should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you have so many question marks at um, on your offensive and defensive line. Utilize your athletes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, is that the only question we got today? Um, I mean, he said who steps up for both sides. I, I would think on the defensive side, I want to see more Matthew Butler. That man looked huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're going to get a lot from Darrell Taylor, um, and that's going to force maybe him to be double teamed. So look for Matthew Butler on that other side. I want to see Emmett Gooden Matthew step up this year. Yeah. I think we kind of waited for it last year. You heard about how dominant he could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd really like to see him step up this year. Yeah, and I, I want to see Crouch too. Yeah, he, he looked good in the spring game. So absolutely. I want to see him. Um, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he gets some carries on offense as well. Okay, another running back. Another running. Another back. Running Add him back. to the list. Um, and then yeah, offensively, I think uh, just as all as a whole, I think that offensive line steps up. It, it changes your uh, your direction for the entire team. I really do. And I think with starting those two freshmen, um, Darnell and and Wanya Morris, that it's probably going to be rough at the start. They're going to make some freshman right. mistakes, but I think it's going to get better as as they play more and more football. Okay. Um, so by the end of the year, they're probably going to be playing their best football. Whereas, you know, some guys that are seniors are probably not going to be playing right. their best football. So right, absolutely. That's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Um, thing I want to kind of close the show on is, uh, unfortunately, you know. Bad news out of Auburn late last night um, that uh, Rod Bramblett, I think I pronounced that correctly, the voice of the Tigers, uh, passed away tragically in a car accident along with his wife, Paula. Responsible for a lot of great calls uh, in sports history, but I think the most notable one, at least for me, and it's one of my favorite calls of all time. I hate that because it involves Auburn, but uh, it's an awesome call. It's the Alabama kick six. Yeah. Um, Just a phenomenal call. It's beat Alabama, so it's good. Exactly. Um, Auburn, you know, will definitely, uh, definitely miss him. Uh, thoughts and prayers, hearts out to his family, Auburn family. Tragic Tom, um, and a young guy that you, just, you hate to see those kind of things happen. Uh, tragically pass away. So, yeah, that sucks. so heart, you know, you know, our, our thoughts are definitely with, with the Auburn family this weekend. Um, but so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, our, you guys can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you've got those right there. It's at Caleb underscore TN. And at Lambo underscore Raby 10. Nailed it. 
Uh, you probably got here via Twitter, but if you didn't, at more underscore issues, you can find us on Facebook. Also, at more important issues, uh, Instagram, more important issues, 16. Got to get our intern working on those. Um, guys, like we said, we're working on a lot of new and exciting things. Thank you for bearing with us through this uh, broadcast. I hope it went well. I'll find out later. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I hope you guys also enjoyed it. You didn't get to see our beautiful faces, but you got to hear our beautiful voices, so that's good. Yeah, and like Caleb said, we're trying a lot of new things. We're also trying to expand our team. Yep. Um, so if you're interested, um, you don't have to be like a professional or have much experience at all, we're looking, just let us know. Looking for passionate fans right now. Yeah. Um, so. guys that just, you know, care about Tennessee athletics. So if you do, um, not really guys, I guess you can be a girl too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cause we're not sexist. <laughs> um, so you can just DM us on Twitter and, uh, or, or Facebook and we can kind of get you in the right direction and see kind of where, uh, you want to go with that also. Absolutely. And we're bringing the boat in. We out.